Hello, thank you for tuning into this episode of Lore Untold. My name is Lexi, she, her. I'm Talison, they, them. And today we are talking about one of my longtime favorite franchises, The Legend of Zelda. Yay! And we're going to talk specifically about the Triforce as the divinity system. And I'm very excited to engage with the shenanigans that are going on there. So, Talison, mm-hmm. what do you know about The Legend of Zelda as a, as a franchise, as a concept, as anything? Practically nothing. I didn't really have, so ironically, I had a GameCube, but I didn't have a Nintendo 64 mm-hmm. growing up, so I didn't play Ocarina of Time until college, mm-hmm. and even though I had a GameCube, I didn't play the GameCube games for Zelda. I think it's like Wind Waker and... I don't remember what the other one was is. Was Twilight Princess on GameCube? I think maybe. Whichever one it is that has the... Oh, no, I'm thinking of Wii now. Anyway, I didn't have a Wii either. Oh, okay. So I, like, I had virtually no interaction with Zelda beyond being able to visually identify the two main characters, Zelda mm-hmm. and Link, but I thought Link was Zelda until college. A common, a common belief. And now everything I know is from the like, six hours I've played of Breath of the Wild. Which is an excellent game. And random absorption through TikTok. It's little random things. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah, that yeah. Link doesn't talk. And I know that the Triforce is a thing. <laughs> yeah. I think the not talking thing is across the board true. He makes like, hup! He does noises, make little like, hup noises. <laughs> yeah. Like, 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 ah! like, like <laughs> He makes those noises. I have not played every Zelda game. We had a 64 when I was growing up. My brother and dad had a 64 when I was growing up, and I got to join them on Mario Kart, but I was tiny. So I know they played Ocarina of Time, and I had a very much backseat gaming experience for most of my life because I I had really bad hand-eye coordination. So every time I tried, I couldn't figure out the thought of moving a camera and moving your character at the same time how do you do i could not do that for the longest time on any games and i was just like i was i would get motion sickness yeah and then i learned when i started playing dragon age inquisition Mm -hmm. and fallout 4 yeah those are my two like bigger games that i played and i was like oh (laughs) this is an experience (laughs) i learned skyrim taught me and it was mostly out of spite because i was like i will play and finish this game it's been eight (laughs) years and i have not finished that game um, to engage in this discussion with us about the Triforce, some general understanding of what's going on in the world of Zelda is necessary. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to set myself a timer for 30 seconds, and I'm going to try and explain the plot of The Legend of Zelda within that 30 seconds. Keep in mind, I have not played every game. I have watched <laughs> so many videos about the timeline, but admittedly, this is our re-record of the episode, so that was several months ago. So this may be comically inaccurate, and we're just going to live with that. I'm setting myself a timer for 30 seconds. We're going to see how I do. <laughs> <laughs> if you are a longtime Zelda fan, just thoroughly laugh at me. And if you are not, hopefully this gives you enough context to understand, and if it doesn't, the wiki is excellent. 10 out of 10. It's a great friend. <laughs> or, like, find someone on TikTok who explains Zelda. Yes. Or there's a lot of great YouTube videos. But hopefully this will be totally thorough. Okay, I'm going to start a timer, and I'm only going to do this once. So I'm going to start a timer in three, two, (laughs) one. Okay, so there's this, like, world called Hyrule, and it has, like, a whole complex divinity system with, like, multiple different gods, and there's, like, one god in charge. I'm going to get there. But regardless, there's these, like, it has to do with, like, reincarnation, and there's these, like, three different people that re- 
incarnate over a bunch of different time and one of them is ganon and he's like always the big bad and the other one is zelda and she's a princess and she's like rooted in wisdom and like smart and magic then you have link and he's like a sword guy and then it's usually like zelda traps ganon and then link is uh going to save the day and there's like a whole bunch of different timeline stuff and it's really weird and it's super confusing and that is my timer honestly from what i know about zelda that's pretty inaccurate yeah there's (laughs) a lot i missed the chickens the chickens aren't called chickens. No, but they're, they're chickens, like, but they're not chickens. They're like cuckoos, <laughs> and they don't die when you hit them. And that's true in every game but one. Oh my god, now I understand the chickens actually dying when you hit them thing. Yeah. From our things that would put Link into a coma. Yeah, we found the TikTok, and one of my things that would put Link into a coma <laughs> was uh, if he when he hit the chicken, it actually died. Because you think it's going to, and then you hit the chicken a bunch of times, and then all of the chickens attack you in a rage. And that's true in Breath of the Wild, and also true in some other versions. I need to try that in Breath of the Wild. I think it's somewhere between, like, three to five hits in on them in Breath of the Wild. Because if you hit them, like, once or twice, they drop eggs. And then if you keep hitting them, a horde of them attack you until you have, like, a quarter of your life left. <laughs> it's pretty good. And that's tr- that happens in a couple of different Zelda games. But regardless, the lore surrounding the animals of The Legend of Zelda is not this episode. <laughs> It'll be another episode. Now, I will say that the timelines of the Zelda game are super, super confusing. It's sort of a Star Wars situation in which the episode, the order in which the games were released is not chronological order of the games. And there's one timeline that then like splits into three different branches with Mm. different alternate timelines. It's super confusing. If I was to take a quiz on the Zelda timeline, I would fail it every single time. So don't ask me questions about that. I, I, I know some stuff. It's don't get all of it. Is three a repeating number in Zelda? Yes. Yeah. 100%. (laughs) Also, I will say for this episode, my notes directly say scholarly sources. I don't know her. (laughs) So a big thank you to the Zelda fans for keeping a very detailed wiki and for making elongated videos on this topic because scholarly research into the lore of Zelda, like, it's not as much a thing. Yet. Yet. But that's just a, a little side note. What the Triforce is at its concept, it is like a root part of the creation story for Hyrule. Hyrule is the name of the land in which the Legend of Zelda, like all the stuff takes place. And the Triforce is rooted in the creation myth of the world. Triforce, or in Japanese, it's Todai Fosu, I think is how you pronounce it, which means by translation, three forces, very straightforward. Again, three does reoccur as a reoccurring number in the franchise a number of times, and I believe it's because of the divinity system as to why it appears in threes. That makes sense. That's common. Yeah. So if the Triforce is this tri-combination of three separate forces, those forces are three distinct goddesses of creation. They each have different things that they embody and areas of the world that they construct within the creation myth, but then also things that they represent within Hyrule, like well and long after it's been created. Sort of like how we have creation stories for our world and a variety of different traditions. Like the characters who are living are not living on a newly created world. It's just this is the creation story for the world that they are living on. Yeah. How everyone has a different one and this is Hyrule's yeah, belief yep. system. Well, the humans of Hyrule's belief system for the most part. Yeah, there isn't like multiple religions happening in Hyrule really. Like it's sort of like this is the thing. It does operate a little bit like a triad religion. 
which is a category within religions that have three main divinities ruling over the religious system. Some examples of triad religions include religions like Hinduism, where you have Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva as three main heads of the religious system. Things like Greek mythology, where you have the three main gods like Zeus, Poseidon, Hades. Even things like Christianity, though that religion doesn't itself categorize as monotheistic, so it's monotheistic, but sort of thinking of of it as an example where it has three main forces of power reappearing in those numerals of three with the divinities. And so this Triforce very similarly is appearing as a triad where you have three goddesses of power of control who are it's just like appearing in those numbers of threes. You have three main forces. There is okay. sort of like a fourth force <laughs> that we'll talk about because it's related to the Triforce. But if we're looking at the Triforce specifically, there's three. In general, throughout the Legend of Zelda narrative, the Triforce is super often not in one piece. After the creation of the world, which oh, yeah. I'll get into, it's split into multiple pieces. That's something I'm familiar with. Yeah, those multiple pieces do sometimes reside in beings. Those beings they most often reside in are the reincarnations or like reappearances. Some people have strong opinions that it's not reincarnation. <laughs> the like recurrences of the three main hero villain figures that we're going to see the Triforce sometimes appearing like as they are a piece of the Triforce. Or they have the pieces okay. of the Triforce embedded in them, like literally in their hand. Or they are like collecting the pieces like it's a treasure hunt. To put it back together. Yeah. But oftentimes they're held in separate parts. When the Triforce is in separate parts, it has individual power for each of those pieces. And then when okay. it is assembled together, there are things that happen when the Triforce is brought back together in one piece. There's a couple of things. Those things that happen are, it can grant a wish if you obtain all the pieces. If the wish that is made is good, or if the person who makes the wish has a, a righteous heart, is how it's sort of categorized, that it's described that Hyrule will enter a golden age of peace. That makes sense. That's nice. Very like traditional narrative rules of heroism and good versus evil sort of appearing in this in this narrative sometimes it's nice to have simple things yeah i love it <laughs> simple plots can be nice yeah this franchise has both simple plots and also incredibly complex ones but if the wish that's made is bad or the person who makes the wish has a wicked heart the kingdom falls into an age of darkness and then there is this third option just like a third thing that happens, that if someone with an unbalanced heart, is what it's described as, touches the Triforce, it splits into three pieces. Oh, and just yeets itself back. You did the wrong thing. Absolutely not. Yeah. In the case of Wind Waker, specifically, it can also be split. Those three pieces can be split again further. No. But that's the only occurrence of that happening. And that's because that game was sort of like, gotta catch them all. Gotta catch all those pieces. <laughs> That sounds like a literal nightmare. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Like you... Wind Waker's the one with the really goofy looking chibi versions of them, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's that game is sort of like a, like, collect all your puzzle pieces. You gotta go find them. <laughs> <laughs> I mentioned that the pieces can be stored within a person, that that sometimes mm -hmm. happens. They can be stored, like, they can also be in a person, but be inactive, this is what gives Link the ability to turn into a wolf in Twilight Princess. I don't know if you knew that that happened. 
he can I turn into not. a wolf in Twilight Princess, and it's because he has an inactive version of the, one of the Triforce pieces within him. Ganon had an inactive piece in him at one point, and it brought him back to life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, there's it can do some stuff. Some examples of wishes that are used to give context to the level of power that the wishes can grant is in Wind Waker, there was a wish from the person who had the pieces assembled to give hope to these children, these children referring to Link and Zelda specifically, and to abandon Hyrule and move forward. Zelda also had the pieces assembled and made a wish in A Link Between Worlds to give low rule, which is the shadow version of high rule because you have high down. rule and low <laughs> rule i love it great naming schemes sometimes you just gotta keep it simple i know i know <laughs> i just said that about something else but honestly sometimes you're just like what should we call the bad version of high rule low rule <laughs> i don't know why it's reminded me of this but the road work ahead sure hope it does like... i know <laughs> it does this is that kind of it's that kind of humor But Zelda wished basically for them to have a new version of their own Triforce because the reason the world was a shadow world was because their Triforce vanished, been broken or disappeared or someone stole it. I don't remember. But she wished for like a new Triforce to be made. Some of the wishes are a little bit more abstract, which is like giving hope. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's creating a full other, like making a replica of yourself, which is like you're literally made of the power of gods. Casual. Casual. The the Triforce sounds like it's chaotic neutral. Yeah. Or true chaos. I think the Triforce is true neutral. True neutral? Okay. But both Link and Ganon are chaotic. Yeah, Link's really chaotic. And usually it's one of them who gets it. And if Zelda (laughs) gets it, she's so lawful (laughs) that it's fine. (laughs) The visual symbolism, if you have not ever seen the symbol of the Triforce, is it is an isosceles triangle with three isosceles triangles at each of the corners. That's a word I haven't heard in a love very long time since, like, sophomore year of high school. Yeah, I'll bring you back to your high school math classes. Let's go. Which was, sophomore year of high school is, what, 15 years ago? Oh, regardless. It's like a triangle made of three triangles, but it also has a void space in the middle that is also the shape of a triangle. That symbol actually originates from a prominent historic family in Japan as one of their family crests. The Hojo... Plan, believe is the right pronunciation, were influential in the 11th and 14th centuries as predominantly warriors and then eventually hereditary rulers until they fell out of power in the 14th century. And that was their symbol. It looks incredibly similar. If you look it up, you're going to be like, wow, that looks very much like the symbol. Identical. Each of the triangles have etchings in them, mm-hmm. which you don't see appearing in this clan symbol. But that same like three triangle symbol originates from a prominent family in Japan, which I thought was a sort of an interesting, fun Fun little fact. Yeah, that is. Some other names that are used for the Triforce, just to sort of throw them out there so we can like know that they're there. Sometimes it's called the Golden Power. Sometimes it's called the Power of the Chosen One. Sometimes it's called the Absolute Power or the Ultimate Power. Just like different words that are used to describe the Triforce. Even though it is comprised of the power of three goddesses, not the goddesses themselves. The goddess essentially came to Hyrule, made the world, imbued their power into the Triforce, and then transformed into something else interesting there's dragons in the world that all have the names of the goddesses and they have the power of the goddesses but they're not exactly the goddesses so it's sort of like they didn't just up and eat the world after they made it but they're not there in the same form 
they transformed after they transformed the world kind of thing. Yeah. Yep. And then each of them have, so it's, it's talked about as like the Triforce is no longer a divinity itself, but it's the power of gods. Kind of like when you have vestiges of gods, like yeah. in the world, the vestiges of divergence and stuff. Like sometimes it is material where like it is like an item, like a physical thing you can pick up and collect. And sometimes it's like a concept or like the power mm, okay. is something you can collect, but it isn't always like an item. Like it's not always physical. So a few extra notes before we get into talking about each of the different components and the original goddesses and what's happening with all of that. There is a, there's like some systems of, there's like realm systems within the Legend of Zelda. There's like a couple different alternate worlds, alternate planes, (laughs) unclear. One of them is called the Sacred Realm and it is connected to Hyrule and it is believed to be the place where the Triforce is stored. I think Ganon goes there at one point to try and get it. Is it kind of a pocket realm? Yeah, it's kind of like a little pocket realm. There's some sages that hang out. And then another really important note about the Triforce, which is rooted in the whole lore of why the game is happening at all. The power of the Triforce cannot be used by gods. It can only be used by mortals. Oh, that's nice. It is nice, but it's why existing godlike beings like the goddess Hylia and like the demon Demise use the mortals, Link, Ganon, and Zelda Uh... to do the work for them. It's the reason everything exists. Mm -hmm. the demon demise came to Hyrule to steal the Triforce and was like, ooh, I can't use the power only mortals can. Let me make some stuff happen to make mortals take (laughs) it for me. Hence Ganondorf existing. And and then the goddess Hylia was like, fuck, I can't stop that from happening because I'm not a mortal. Link, Zelda, get to work. (laughs) So that's why the whole thing happens. (laughs) That's why everything occurs. Yeah. So just like a very important note before getting into what each of the forces do. So I'm just going to go through each of the pieces of power, talk about what origin and root the goddess played in the creation story and what it's doing currently in the more modern story of Zelda Link Ganon running around doing stuff. So the Triforce of Power is the top triangle piece of the big triangle Triforce. It embodies the power of the goddess Din, who is creator of Hyrule and gives... Hyrule true power, meaning it gives near invulnerability, significant strength, and unlimited mystical power is what is described as like, that's the power that that piece of the Triforce holds and gives. This is the power that Ganon most often has. So when we talk about like Zelda Link and Ganon reincarnating, that does happen a little bit, but what happens more frequently is that there are like beings throughout time that consistently hold certain pieces and if Ganon has a piece that's the piece he has yeah that's why he's hard to beat yeah (laughs) makes sense give the boss that you have to fight in a video game invulnerable power so you can keep showing up and you can keep having like cool boss mechanics the goddess Din is as far as what they created in the creation story it's explained that they shaped the mountains and the shorelines and they dug the canyons and flattened the plains so they did a lot of that like physical like raw power like carving (laughs) of the earth They are associated with fire, which includes Death Mountain and the Elden Volcano, which are two prominent areas within the land of Hyrule. And their essence is exemplified by the Goron race and the Goron people. There are multiple different, I don't want to say races, but there are multiple different species 
of beings that are living within Hyrule. You have the Hylians who look like humans, but also like elves. You have the Goron who are like rock people. They're like big, they're strong. They often have rocks embedded in their skin. You have the Zora. Those are like fish-like the sharky looking, sharky looking people. people. You have the Rito, which are like bird-like folk. And then there's a couple different races of more humanoid-like people. The Kylians and then like the Sheikah is another subset of culture. But I think usually it's elves. And then you have the Goron, which are more human-like and that they have rounded ears and are usually okay. taller than the Hylians. The Hylians are small. Oh yeah, they're super tall. They're super short. And the Goron are tall. So you've got a couple different cultural systems happening with more than just humans living in the world. And the goddess of power, Din, the Goron race is the one that exemplifies their power living in the more contemporary world. Din is referred to as a god, as a goddess, and as a divinity. So throughout the franchise, it's not... Like the other two are referred to as goddesses. Din is the one that's throughout... All of the time kind of fluid kind of fluid which i like it's you know it just changes on what's being written in the books and what's being written in the manuals but it's not they're the only one that isn't consistent din as a word means a chaotic and loud noise and the arabic name din means faith and religion and the hebrew word for din means judgment that's a neat little overlap yeah i think so three that's really cool and then the word din existing as a root base within specifically the english language it means power or is associated with power as the root base and we see that in things like the word dynasty or the word dynamite where it's acting as the root base for those words that are all oriented around power which i think is a cool naming scheme naming naming mechanic for specifically the legend of zelda it's most often described when we talk about the names for things that they were decided upon in english and then translated into other languages where with like some games they may start origin like in a like in japanese especially with this game is a nintendo mainline title nintendo is a japanese country but this one specifically creators have come out and said that they start it targeted towards an english audience with the naming schemes and then translate it into other languages after the fact ganondorf as said most often holds this piece of power he has it in a couple of different games specifically in ocarina of time the legend of zelda in twilight princess and in the wind waker like i said before the force if it's held in a person can give them the ability to come back from life this happens within what is called the divine prank where Ganon got to the spirit realm the sages killed him but then because he had one of the pieces he came back to life so that's the prank Yeah, I don't know. You've been punked. Truly. But that's the Triforce of Power. The Triforce of Wisdom is the bottom left piece of the Triforce. So the Triforce of Wisdom is the goddess Nehru, who is the goddess of wisdom and the author of law. What they contributed to the world in the creation story is they created a mindful spirit. This is sort of described as adding like heart to the world and the concept of heart as in like caring and thoughtfulness. I'm thinking of Captain Planet from the 90s. Yeah. It's like (laughs) earth, wind, water, and heart. heart. (laughs) Doesn't give you the ability to talk to animals like Captain Planet Heart does, but... (laughs) Wish. Oh, God, I I wish. I know. It'd be a great skill. How I would love to be able to talk to the research assistant. I have some words for him. I have some words for him. The name Nehru is reminiscent of the Latin word for nerve, but I'm not really sure how it's, that's not as strong of a connection as, it doesn't, yeah, it 
doesn't feel like it. Yeah, but like I'm just there to note reminiscent of it, but it's not quite as strong as the like translational notes with Din. The power of the Triforce of Wisdom gives the wielder the ability to heal and presumably the ability to communicate telepathically because we <laughs> see telepathic communication from the person who holds this power. So like we think that's where it comes this- from. Is this Link's? Piece? No, this is Zelda's piece. You think Mr. Link? I'm has not gonna the... talk. Doesn't even get the telepathy one. No, but I am gonna sort of tease you for that one. You think Link has the Triforce <laughs> of Wisdom? That's true. That is true. He has zero thoughts. He has no thoughts. No brain cells. <laughs> he has no brain cells. Link doesn't get the Triforce of Wisdom. I don't think he... Link runs around throwing pots at walls all day. Yes. He doesn't have a brain cell. He doesn't have a brain cell. He can't have it. Zelda's the logical one in the relationship. Yeah. Zelda took his and was like, no. Yeah. (laughs) So Zelda is our, like, friend who holds the the Triforce of Wisdom. Maybe that's why he's smashing pots all day. He's trying to find the brain cell. Maybe. Maybe it's in one of those pots. (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) The Triforce of Wisdom specifically is one of those pieces that gets split into additional pieces. This happens in The Legend of Zelda, that game specifically, where Zelda splits it into eight pieces and Link has to like assemble them. They're often split into pieces to stop Ganon from getting them or stop Demise (laughs) from getting them. But yeah, Zelda's the one who holds that piece of the Triforce. And then the piece, the last piece, which is going to be our bottom left piece, is the Triforce of Courage. This embodies... Oh yeah, fine, that's fine. That's Link. Yeah, that makes it, yeah. <laughs> this embodies Ferrari, who is the source of all life. Goddess of Courage, the work that contributed to the creation myth, is she gave life to all living things. The sentient races, like the Hylians, the Zora, the Gorons, and the Rito belong to her, but all other creations as well. So like in the myth, she only makes sentient life, but it's not clear if she also made non-sentient life. Mm-hmm. So, like, did she make the birds, the animals, the fishes, like, the things that are not people? (laughs) So, unclear how much she made. But she at least made all of the living, talking, sentient beings hanging around in the world. Brain cells optional. Yeah, brain cells optional. (laughs) But, like, they have some. They usually got at least one. Link is usually the bearer of this Triforce. Most often, this is the one that he gets to, like, hang out with. It gives... He's allowed. He's allowed as a treat to play with it. As a treat. You can have this one. (laughs) It gives protection against magic. That's the gift that this one gives. Which, like, I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) The Triforce of Power gives invulnerability, significant strength, unlimited mystical power. Right? That's that's great. That's, like, a lot of stuff. The Triforce of Wisdom gives you the ability to heal and also to communicate telepathically across any distance, among other things. And Link just gets from the Triforce of Courage protection against magic. (laughs) That seems a little weighted out evenly. I mean, like, he doesn't need more power because, like, I don't know what he would do with it. But Phenomenal cosmic power. He can fit in his face. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> the distribution of power seems a little uneven. It really feels like they're like, oh, I guess, yeah, our, our divine number is three. We got the gods, not the yeah. uh, Nintendo. We're like, oh, yeah, here's what, what's left. Oh, okay, magic protection. Right. Like, not great magic protection. You're still going to get hit with shit. Yeah, he still gets hurt by magic in the games. It's not like he's invulnerable to magic power. We already so, put everything else in the other two. Yeah. I, maybe the triangle is not as equally sided as it presents. Just a what It's like you see the Mercator map versus, like, the actual sizes. <laughs> uh, this is, again, I guess it does also do some extra stuff. In Twilight Princess, it lets Link turn into a wolf. But that only happens in one game. Yeah, I don't know. Can you imagine he woke up? He's like, this life is going to be good. All of a sudden, randomly turned into a wolf. Why the 
not see that happen. I don't think Twilight <laughs> Princess Link ever thinks this life is going to be good. That's like going through your like middle school drama phase. Oh, Everything God, is okay. sad and dark in Twilight Princess. <laughs> It's the moody one. Ebony Dementia Ravenway. Yeah. Yes. That's (laughs) what's happening in Twilight Princess. And I have to go find the fucking pieces of the Triforce. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. This piece was introduced in the adventure of Link. So the other two pieces were introduced from the get-go, but this piece wasn't introduced until after the fact, until a couple games later. And the reason for that, basically it's explained that a previous king of Hyrule sealed away the piece of courage fearing that it would be misused and then set it so that only a worthy hero could retrieve this piece. Pan over to Link, who's like... (laughs) Pan over to Link. What's going on there? Again, why is this the piece you fear misuse about versus like invulnerable magic and like uh, like <laughs> immense magical the, power? That one you're not worried about misuse. You're worried it's about like pantaling being who's looking at the camera and the wah, 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 like sound from TikTok. I <laughs> yeah, I know. Link, I love it's, you. You're I just kind of stupid ugh. sometimes. He's kind of stupid, and he's he's yeah. Link is stupid because we are Link. Yeah. Like, Link is stupid because we're stupid. That's what's happening. <laughs> so, yeah, the wielders of the Triforce, Ganon holds power, Link holds courage, and Zelda holds wisdom. That's not true all of the time, but that is true most of the time. There is a previous king of Hyrule who did hold all three pieces, and that's when one of the wishes was made to, like, give hope to Zelda and Link. In A Link to the Past, Ganon also had held all three at one point, but he got locked in the Sacred Realm, so he couldn't use the power. And then Link beat him and was like, I'm going to collect all these pieces. They're mine now. Thank you. And he took them. In Twilight Princess, there is an argument that Ganon had all three pieces at one point, but let me tell you, it's a pedantic argument. So I'm just going to say that I understand that that exists, and I don't ask me to explain it, but technically he held all three at one point in Twilight Princess. In Skyward Sword, Link at one point had all three. So even though there's these main wielders that predominantly those are the pieces they hold, it is possible for any of them to hold all three parts, to collect all three parts, to take the parts from each other. So the parts, even though it's not always a physical item, that sometimes it's just the embodiment of power or like something marked on your person, it's possible for them to have them, to collect them, to take them, to steal them. That's doable. And it happens a number of times in multiple different games. It is sort of an important mention that when more than one bearer of the Triforce, and the term like bearer of the Triforce is what's used to describe them when they're holding the pieces, when more than one bearer of the Triforce are in proximity with the other, the Triforce pieces oh, they do that, like, resonate? Hum, the hum noise. Yeah. They ring or like vibrate or like hum. We see this in Ocarina of Time when Link, Zelda, and Ganon's pieces glow when Link gets to the top of the tower. And then we also see it in The Wind Waker when like Ganon grabs someone who they didn't think had the Triforce, but then they do have the Triforce. And then you learn that like someone had the Triforce of Wisdom who wasn't Zelda. And the resonation happens whether they have the full piece or just a broken piece of it or whether it's inactive or active. So if you have a piece, if you're a bearer and you get near someone who is also a bearer, there's like, you know, they have another piece. And then again, sometimes it's like, sometimes it's physically marked on the person. Sometimes it's not physically marked on the person. It just, it shows up on the back of the hand a couple of times. 
And there's one game in particular, and off the top of my head, I don't remember which one it is. You see the full shape, and then whichever piece you mm, okay. have is lit up. And if you collect more than one piece, mm. it'll light up all the pieces. And I think that's there for the player. But also, it's the hand. How much do you see the hand in a Zelda game? Not often because of how they're built. So that's just a thing they're that's barely happening. better than Animal Crossing hands. Yeah. <laughs> they at least have some thingies on them. <laughs> yeah. Hey, at least he has hands. Because I don't know if you know this, but in every single game before Breath of the Wild, Link has no <laughs> knees. His knees do not bend. You like you can't jump. Or if you do jump, it's <laughs> Why? like no knees. I don't know. But he got them in Breath of the Wild and he has knees. Everyone, we're all so excited about the fact that Link has knees in the Breath of the Wild and that you can jump by pressing a button. What's happening with the fourth divinity that's going on? So <laughs> basically... And this is going to be super short because I'm like, I'm not going into this divinity because they're like, they're a whole separate thing. When the goddesses of creation created the world and they transformed into whatever their additional form was, they granted power to the goddess Hylia, who was an additional goddess who now looks over the pieces of the Triforce to protect them. But because the Triforce can only be controlled by mortals, she can't actually access the power of it. And Hylia is the goddess that is worshipped in the world. The creation goddesses are not worshipped as... They're not the major religion in the world. They're just acknowledged. Yeah, the major religion in the world, for Hylians at least. Obviously, the different cultures have different opinions. But like the, and it's hard because you always play as the Link and Zelda are always Hylian. So that's not always true. They're most of the time Hylian. So that's the perspective you see is that the goddess Hylia is, she was given it to like help continue to protect the world. And so she's around doing stuff, making sure the Triforce is protected. Usually talking to you from a statue. Yeah, or just words that show up in your head. But that there is other divinity systems or other divinities in the world. I always sort of got the impression that some of the other cultures like the like the Gorons had more of an innate connection mm -hmm. to the goddesses of creation. But you don't really engage in discussions with NPCs yeah. about their religion in The Legend of Zelda. You don't get to go that far into stuff. No, you're like asking them if you can buy stuff or like if they have problems with monsters. And so, but that's what I have about the Triforce. Again, it pulls from a lot of triad religions, but nothing super specific mm -hmm. or direct. It's just, we're also making a triad religion and are gonna pull from a lot of similar things. But also we're just going to like have a fun time writing our own fantasy mythology, fantasy divinity yeah. system. Yeah, it's just fun. fun. So that's what I have on the Triforce. If, I'm going to be honest, I for sure said things about The Legend of Zelda that were incorrect because <laughs> that lore is complicated. So if you have corrections for me, you can tweet at us. You can send us an email. You can whatever. <laughs> I'm sorry if I got it wrong. It's a complicated world system and I acknowledge that. And there's a lot going on. There's a lot of games. We on social media can be found on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter under Lore Untold. Our website is loreuntold.com. And you can email us at loreuntold at gmail.com. You can also, if you really like what you're hearing and you want some more behind the scenes fun content, you can join us over on our Patreon. Lexi just remade it and it's so pretty and it's so cute. Yeah, we recently redid our tier systems. So anywhere from like, I think the lowest is $3 all the way up to like, I think the highest is 10 bucks, $3 a month. And you can access a whole bunch of cool stuff if you wanted to support us monetarily. And if you don't want to support us monetarily, but you still want to shout your thoughts and opinions and pra if you have praises and you feel like shouting them, <laughs> thank you. 
you can leave us a comment on whatever podcast app you're listening to, specifically Apple Podcast. It means mm-hmm. a lot for the algorithms. And another great thing you can do is tell a friend that you like our show. Yeah, tell your coworkers. Tell your gym. Buddies. Look at this cool thing I found. Tell your nerdy friends. Talison, where do you specifically exist? You can find me at a never bird on Twitter and TikTok. I can be found on Twitter and TikTok under Loch Ness Lex. That's Loch Ness the Monster, Lex L-E-X. And I really hope that you enjoyed this episode and had a fun time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.